This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. everybody. Welcome to another episode. How are you? How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing good no matter what you're doing. If you're riding in your car or maybe you're on a walk with your dog, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for spending the next 20-25 minutes with us here in this community. I can't tell you how grateful I am for everybody that listens, everybody that sends in questions. Honestly, every time I record this podcast, I'm always just kind of in awe that I get to like hear people's questions and that they feel generous enough to send them in and for everybody to hear them. It really is truly amazing. I mean, it is. People are being so vulnerable and it's helping so many people. So if you sent in a question, I just so you know, I try to get to every single question that's been sent in. So eventually we'll get there. If there's an issue with a question, this is just something I want to let people know that if your question is like too long or something that we can't really air, what we normally do is write back and ask for it to be changed in some way or edited if it's just like, you know, sometimes people send in a question and it's, it's literally like 10 minutes long, which is a little bit too long for us. So try to keep your questions around three to five minutes is best. But if there's an issue with it, we will most likely just write you back and say, hey, can you make this a little bit shorter? So I know it's not always easy to sum up all of your stuff, you know, in a recording or a letter and and everything like that. But anyway, all right. So today's question is about dealing with your partner's family. And this is not easy stuff here because there's a lot of dynamics going on when it comes to those types of relationships. There's the relationship with you and your partner. There is their relationship to the family. There's your relationship to the family. So it's kind of like this clusterfuck or something. (laughs) But, you know, the more we think about it, the more we connect to our higher selves, the easier it is to navigate this very complicated stuff. All right, so let's get to the question. Dear Bunny, thank you for your dedicated and amazing work. I listen to your podcast every week for the past two years. I almost always relate to the listener question in some way. I truly appreciate this community so much. It makes me believe that our humanity unites us more than divides us. Perhaps a little ironically, I'm writing to ask for some guidance in how I can better see my mother-in-law's humanity. She is possibly the one person I'm struggling with the most in that respect. 
Some background. My girlfriend and I have been together for two years. She told me that she was close with her family when we met, and I didn't realize at the time that being part of a tight-knit family setting would trigger me to the extent that it has. In addition to coming from a dysfunctional family myself with childhood trauma, abuse, and emotional neglect, I also have a pretty damaging experience with the very homophobic and controlling mother-in-law in a past formative relationship. Because of this, I'm very sensitive to and easily triggered by boomer parents who don't respect boundaries, who can't listen without getting defensive, and who want to be very involved in their adult children's lives. I tend to see boomers in this negative light if they exhibit any sign that leans toward hurtful or controlling behaviors. As you have probably guessed, my girlfriend's mother triggered my negative bias in this regard. She would come over unannounced to our place. She would invite herself to come along with me and my girlfriend when we had plans. One time not even taking an empathetic no for an answer and tagging along anyway. And she also warned my girlfriend of getting too caught up in a relationship right when we had started dating, all of which triggered my fears of a controlling parent. Because of this, I wasn't very open to becoming close with her. I felt I had to protect myself from her advances by maintaining a distance, and I couldn't help feel uncomfortable by her strong desire to be part of our lives. On top of this poor interpersonal compatibility, I didn't feel safe in my girlfriend's family setting in regards to being queer and non-binary. My girlfriend felt that her family had been supportive and understanding in regards to her non-heterosexual identity, not really realizing that the landscape for understanding and supporting gay people is different to that of trans people. I, on the other hand, had had a bad case of minority stress, fearful and anxious about having to deal with transphobic microaggressions in a non-confrontational manner toward her family members, especially her mother, who I was already uncomfortable being around. The tension came to a culmination when her mother went on a defensive rant about why she uses she, her pronouns for me. This didn't only upset me and confirmed all my negative thoughts about her at the time. It also really damaged my girlfriend's relationship with her mother. After a period of little contact, I met with the mother to have a heart-to-heart where I tried to explain why I was hurt by her. It went well, and after that, I have felt less triggered by her. I have made efforts, and she has made efforts, and we are friendly with each other when we meet. I don't think we'll ever have a close relationship, but I am okay with a friendly one. Unfortunately, the relationship between my girlfriend and her mother has really deteriorated ever since. After fruitless attempts to get her mother to understand gender identity, queer politics, minority stress, they have just grown further and further apart. Her mother doesn't seem able right now to understand queer oppression and how her own ignorant comments maintain suppression. She just feels attacked by her daughter. Because of this, my girlfriend has distanced herself from her. But my girlfriend isn't happy with this at all. She mourns the loss of a close relationship with her mother, and I can't help but feel guilty that this has all been triggered by me. I oscillate between trying to figure out what I can do to help them and also being angry and resentful of her mother's lack of comprehension, both in terms of respecting boundaries and respecting queer issues. She doesn't need to understand what it's like to live in a binary world as a non-binary 
non-binary person. She just needs to accept that it's hard and painful and that the struggle is real. Ah, even as I'm writing this, I feel torn. I feel that my higher self would try to just be loving and supportive of my own triggers and being caught up in this mother-daughter conflict whilst also supporting my girlfriend the best way I can. But I fear it's not enough, that I'm not doing enough. Should I try to get closer to her mother even if it feels uncomfortable? Her mother seems to think that if only her and I become close, then there wouldn't be a problem with her daughter. How do I hire self this situation? It's been going on for so long and it doesn't seem to be getting resolved anytime soon. Thank you, Bunny, for everything. Thank you for listening and helping and giving space to people who are hurting. To all the listeners, I feel your pain, your struggles, and you are everything but alone. All the love. Hi, babe. I definitely feel for you and your partner in this situation. Dealing with parents who don't seem compassionate about our experience is never easy. You obviously really love your partner and want her to have a healthy bond with her family. Now, you asked me how you can hire self this situation, but from my perspective, you've been doing an amazing job at higher selfing it already. First, you acknowledge that your partner's mom was triggering you, that your past experiences were adding to the pain you felt by her actions. You communicated those triggers to your partner. You acknowledged your own bias and assumptions when it comes to having interactions with boomers. And then you took the opportunity to try and heal the relationship by having a heart to heart with her mom, by being honest about your feelings and boundaries, by trying to see her beyond your triggers to really get to know her heart. That was truly commendable. And it makes sense that the conversation actually improved your relationship to her. You know, one of the keys to finding compassion for people who don't understand what it's like to walk in your shoes is to ask yourself, what would I be like if I was born in that generation, grew up in that childhood, conditioned to believe what they were conditioned to believe, told what was normal, had their example of family or love or boundaries. We were all born in different bodies, different circumstances. We didn't ask for it. It was just the cards that we've been dealt. Compassion doesn't mean you need to be besties with people who lack a certain awareness around gender or sexuality or that they shouldn't be accountable for, for building that awareness now. But it does mean you can acknowledge that growing up with the internet made our awareness around this stuff a lot easier. We grew up in a totally different reality from the boomer generation. And Letting go of what you were told was real is not an easy process, especially when it's literally decades in the making. Now, when it comes to your partner and her relationship with her mom, as much as it feels like you were the catalyst for them struggling in the relationship, in truth, this really isn't about you. This is about their shit. It's about their past. Their sense of respect and acceptance and feeling seen by one another. It's about your partner feeling attacked. It's about her mom feeling attacked. This is about the expectations her mom had about who your partner would be and, and how her life would turn out. This is about how triggering it has been for your partner, you know, dealing with her parents 
especially coming out. I know that you said that they were supportive, but I'm sure that there were things that she said at some point that were hurtful or out of ignorance. So this situation has a lot of layers going on that is beyond your relationship to your partner and and beyond your relationship to your partner's mom. I think the best way to approach this is to just be a support system for your partner, to tell your partner that whatever she needs from you, to just let you know, because you are her family now. And the less you make yourself part of the story between her and her mom, the more likely they will actually get to dealing with addressing the wounds that are really just between the two of them. It will also help you be less triggered by the situation. You won't get caught up in trying to seek validation from her as well because you don't need her validation, right? You just want to have peace around the situation. You just want to support your partner so that she can continue on her healing path, creating her own boundaries that work for her. Whenever someone has to deal with their parent not being supportive of their relationship or their partner, of any kind of issue that that is around, what's really going on is that they're feeling like their parent isn't supporting them, right? So when you want your parents to support your relationship, what you're really saying is that I want you to support me because this is the person I love. Or when your parents aren't supporting your gender identity, it's like the gender identity is just a symbol for them not supporting your authentic self, right? It's just you seeking to be seen by that parental figure, because it means so much to you, because you love them, because you want them to love you for who you really are. So even though this all got brought up through the relationship, it's not really about the relationship. The relationship just symbolizes a deep need for your partner to feel seen and a deep need from your partner's mom to feel seen by your partner. Dealing with partner's family stuff is complicated, but you are doing an amazing job and you honestly have done so much already. You've already put in a lot of emotional labor to this. You've already spoken to her mom. You've already shared your heart. But I guarantee that these issues would have probably come out regardless if you came into your partner's life eventually. The issue of gender as a social construct is going to be unavoidable for everyone because this shit is happening, right? We're evolving. We're awakening. Our, the part of our human understanding around gender is, is changing and we're all going to be unlearning t- together or we're going, people are going to be resisting that unlearning. It's going to touch everyone's life. So yes, you might have been a catalyst for the subject to be brought up, but you're not the cause, right? This is just about being human and living at the time that we're living. So as much as you want to take care of your partner, this is not something that you can heal for your partner, right? This is their healing journey. 
All you can do is really just offer your support whenever they need it. Hold them when they get upset. Remind them that their mom loves them the best way that she knows how. And remind her that people can and do change and grow. Just like she's changed and grown. Just like you've changed and grown. People are capable of changing. You're an amazing partner. And the two of you are very lucky to have each other. All right, babe. Take care. Healing is such a trip, you know? Sometimes you think it's about one thing, but it's really about something else. And these issues, you know, these like cultural issues and stuff like that, they're very symbolic of really just people wanting to feel like they belong, wanting to feel like they are important wanting to understand their own value. And all it really comes down to is that we all want to be lovable. And some of us seek that by making other people seem unlovable. They're very misguided in that way. But that's how they've been conditioned to behave. So... Telling those people that they're not good enough is only going to enforce that conditioning, right? The only way we change people's minds is affirming everybody's worth, is denying the illusion of the hierarchy. We don't create our new hierarchies. That's not going to work. It doesn't work like that. But that's what's always been done in the past. You know, like the people, the supposedly morally superior people fighting the supposedly immoral people. And the cycle just continues over and over and over again. The only way for this stuff to to end is if we stop creating those hierarchies, those superior complexes. And see the inherent worth in all beings. So that's where love comes in, right? That's the power of love. It's the only power, really. Have an awesome weekend. Have fun. Take care. Don't forget that we are putting out bonus episodes every other week. These bonus episodes are bunny at home bonus apps where me and Kara talk about different subjects like relationship stuff, creativity, all kinds of things like that. I also answer subscriber questions. It's really, really cute. It's fun. It's like a more laid back, but also more personal, personally revealing podcast episodes. So if you want to take part in that, sign up on our Patreon, sign up as an Apple subscriber, and you will get access to those episodes. All right. Take care. I love you. So does your higher self. See you next time. Bye.